Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Need to Chat. I hope you are doing well. If you are new to the chat, welcome. And if you are a regular listener, thank you. It feels so great to be with you here today. Big shout out for all the love, support, and ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. I really appreciate all of it. So thank you so much. On that note, It feels like I haven't been here for a while, and that is because we, my family and I, the Rombos, we just came back from our first family vacation since the pandemic. And it was very nice and special on a few fronts. Obviously, going on vacation is amazing, but also this trip was three years in the making, and my in-laws generously gifted this opportunity to all their children and their families. So Neil and Ellen, if you are tuning in, thank you. There were 14 of us in total and six kids ranging in age from three to nine. So not necessarily sure it was really relaxing at all times, but it was a precious and rare opportunity to connect and be together. And I also did manage to get some alone time and to read a book. So there was some relaxation there as well. Uh, But it was just a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was really lovely. And also... Because we haven't traveled in a few years due to the pandemic, this was the first trip that my daughter, who is six, remembers. So in her mind, this was her first plane flight and, you know, a lot of firsts. And that was really special to experience this trip through her eyes. So all in all, I'm feeling pretty grateful, a tad bit more relaxed and back to good hair. Honestly, this trip, I felt like I channeled my inner Monica Geller from Friends. Who remembers that episode where she had that big vacation hair? Well, on this trip to Mexico, that was me, embarrassingly. I figured out a few days in that a braid was the only way to tame that beast. And so I used my daughter's little elastics. And no joke, every day by noon, I could literally feel my hair expanding. And then by noon every day, the elastics literally popped off and burst. Like I could hear them in action. It was so crazy. And so Monica hair aside, I have another thing in common with her. And that is my love for cleanliness. It's honestly a thing from when I was super young. It's nothing new. No one ever needed to tell me to clean my room. I mean, I think I talk about in other episodes how I was quite different from most kids my age, uh, very much into spirituality. And my escape was reading books and writing, uh, was not very social, was very shy, was bullied extensively. There was a lot of cultural differences that, um, you know, my parents were a little bit more strict and overbearing. And it wasn't like, you know, I didn't do sleepovers. I didn't do birthdays. So I feel like I kind of missed out on a childhood, but also my interests were really different, including my interest for cleaning. So yeah, don't judge. And I kind of actually see it in my son right now too. So just last weekend, he asked me for the Norwex dust mitt so he could dust his room. And it wasn't even a dusting weekend. It's just, that's how much pleasure he gets out of it. 
And then when he finished his room, he was so pleased with himself, he agreed to dust other rooms in the house for a small fee, of course. I was just grateful to get the help. I mean, that's a win-win right there. So when it comes to cleaning, I do think I've mellowed out because, well, mom life, right? Once you have kids, things aren't ever really clean. I think you just have to settle for a different standard. But the one thing I'm a stickler for, you know, definitely is cleanliness to a certain extent, but is clutter. O-M-G. Clutter just gives me anxiety and overwhelm and stress. And therefore, decluttering is my go-to to de-stress. It helps me ground and center and feel in control. It just helps me like feel like things are right and helps me think straight. I'm not sure if I'm the only one in this. But I also remember visiting Sri Sathya Babaji in his ashram in India when I was a kid. And when we were in the canteen eating, I remember seeing the sign that said, cleanliness is godliness. I don't know if this is his quote in particular, but it did really get me thinking, right? When we do things like meditate, it's to ground and center and to feel in control. It's to declutter our mind. So our physical clutter is also contributing to our well-being. And I thought, hey, I should look into that a little bit more. Especially before leaving for the trip, our home was the pinnacle of chaos and it really didn't sit well with me. Already I was feeling a little bit stressed out because I was pulling longer than usual hours in my corporate job just so that I could get away for the week. In my business, I was trying to batch podcasts so that, you know, I could still be with you every Wednesday. I was trying to pack for a family trip and there was just crap everywhere. Suitcases everywhere. My office was overflowing with papers, email inboxes were overflowing. And that just brings me to the topic of this chat, which is just in time for spring. And that is spring cleaning or decluttering. I kid you not, even before I left, I had an episode for the chat recorded with my good friend, life coach and personal organizer extraordinaire that we've had on this chat before, Trish Raff. Trish, if you're listening, hey, uh, but guess what? I couldn't find it. I went through all of my files. It was ridiculous. And so I tried to leave the house, obviously ready for a trip and, you know, ready to, to say goodbye for a week and unplug, but also to leave our house in a state that wouldn't give me so much anxiety when I came home. Because the last thing you want to do is be all relaxed and then come home to this ridiculous environment where you can't find anything and it's just everything is messy. It did a pretty good job, but when you come home and you've got four suitcases to unpack, the, the whole cycle starts all over again. So this weekend, this past weekend, since we've been back, it was a rainy weekend. There was no plans because we were just trying to settle in and have some of this big mission to not only unpack four suitcases, but also to just go on this massive purge, go on this massive clean. And I tackled everything. I tackled the office papers. I did a digital detox or declutter into my personal and professional inboxes. You name it, I did it. And it felt so good. Was it? Was it Marie Kondo that asked us to consider if each object we owned brought us joy? I don't even know. But anyways, I think so. To that end, I am going to say that decluttering brings me immense joy. And looking into that a little bit further, as I mentioned, the cleanliness is godliness got me thinking about meditation and how that clears our mind. I wondered if decluttering and clearing our physical space has any benefits. And research shows it to be a thing. It actually does have an effect on our well-being as it does in our physical space. And so today on this chat, I thought I would just share with you what some of those benefits are. I'll, I'll share the loves. 
And I'll also leave you with a few tips and strategies to help you declutter your space if that is something that you are interested in. And hopefully, hopefully these benefits will convince you that you need to put in some time to declutter or elevate your decluttering game if you're already into it. So here goes. One of the things I found was that people who described their environments as being cluttered and disorganized, they were actually found to have higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol than those who didn't. There's also research to back that clutter makes it hard for us to focus, right? It actually makes our brain less effective at processing information because there's just too much of a cognitive load visually, right? There's just too much of a visual distraction. And therefore, that reduces our working memory. That makes us more prone to frustration. I mean, can anyone else relate to not finding their keys? I mean, that is me. And that obviously hampers productivity levels when we don't have a uh, good focus and when we can't find things and we have bad memory, right? So not only all of that, but research has shown that people are less irritable, less distracted. They're better able to process information with an uncluttered and organized work area. Also, also, there is this thing I'm sure you've heard of called decision fatigue, right? This is the reason why Steve Jobs would always wear a black shirt. It's because when you have less stuff or less choices to make, it's just easier to, to move on with your life. And so having less stuff, you know, through, the, through decluttering means you have less choices to make, simple life, happy wife. Am I right? On that note, did you know that people who sleep in cluttered rooms or have too much stuff, people that actually have more cluttered environments are more likely to have sleeping problems? That was surprising to me. That could include having trouble falling asleep at night or experiencing rest disturbances or insomnia. But wow, clutter it even impacts our sleep. And several studies show a correlation between disorganization and clutter and other mental health conditions, including depression and anxiety. So there's definitely some big drawbacks to our well-being associated with clutter. Not to mention even our physical health, aside from things like the hormones of cortisol and sleeping better, when you have less stuff, there's less dust and less to clean, which gives you fewer allergens in the house. It also gives you more time because you're not spending that time dusting and cleaning around things. Not to mention, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Trust me, I was an ear-to-ear -ear smile looking at all my progress this past weekend. I felt like a rock star. So if you want to feel like a rock star, here are some tips from yours truly to declutter your space. So one thing that we do in our house, well, when I say we, it's really me, but my family comes along for the ride, is I make it a quarterly ritual, especially if you have kids you know that they quickly outgrow their toys, they quickly outgrow their clothes, the books they read. So each quarter, as I get ready to see what new things they need in their wardrobe, I go through their stuff. And I make three piles, one for donating, a pile for selling, and a pile for garbage. And hopefully that's not a big pile because I don't want to create a lot in the landfill. I try to repurpose as much as possible, but that's a side note. Anyways, um, also to do this, I get my kids involved because honestly, if they have favorite toys. I certainly don't want to be making decisions for them about what we're getting rid of or whatnot. So I ask them to go through their own things to see what they're ready to part with. We have a healthy discussion about where things might belong. But I also tell my children that they get to keep the proceeds from anything that they sell and they can use that towards getting other things that they really want on their list. So that is a pretty great motivator to get them involved. And it also teaches them 
how to be responsible and helps them be mindful about the possessions that they have and really helps them think twice about what's going in the landfill and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's one of the rituals I do in our house. I would also recommend to start with an area at a time. Let's be real, whether it's a room, a closet or drawer, progress is progress. So let's just start small. It really helps you from getting overwhelmed and it gives you something concrete to start and finish. Because if you were just going to go into your whole house, like that would just take forever. But if you're going to do a drawer, that might be done in an hour. And then you can check that off your list and feel so amazing about your day. But not to mention when you see the after compared to the before, you are just naturally motivated because of the results. And you are pumped to pick another spot and continue going. And I would say when you're thinking about that area that you want to target, maybe think of a spot that bothers you the most to see. So for me, it's my kitchen, it's my bathroom, it's my bedroom. I really don't care about what's going on in my kids' rooms. Well, let's face it, I do care, but I can close the door, right? Same with the playroom. It's meant to be messy and out of sorts. I mean, it does eventually get cleaned, but I have a little bit more lenience towards those things. But if I'm sleeping there, if I'm showering there, if I'm eating there, I want it to be tidy. I want it to be visually tidy and appealing. And tip number three, I'm going to just leave you with four, is schedule it. Make this a priority. I know it sounds silly, but we just talked about all these amazing benefits that you get from committing to decluttering. And if you don't slot it in, there's definitely things that are going to take its spot and it's never going to happen. And not to mention, not only is it not going to happen, but things are going to continue to build up and it's just going to get worse and worse. And if you're anything like me, that's just going to irk you out and stress you out. So just slot it in. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It can just be in one little area, but progress makes perfection. And a whole bunch of little areas will eventually give you a full decluttered house. And last but not least, I would say get some help. This isn't your job to own on your own. I mentioned getting my kids involved with their clothing and their possessions. But usually on a Sunday, we will set a 20-minute timer on our stove, pump up the music, and everyone just moves for 20 minutes and tidies. And really, 20 minutes times four people is a game changer in terms of the progress that you make in the house. So that's what I got for you today. If you have got some decluttering tips for me, let me know. And if this motivates you to get cracking, take some before and after pictures and tag me on social at Anita Rombo. I mentioned I went on this huge binge last weekend, but I may tackle some more spots this weekend too. And if I do, I'll be sure to take pictures and post there as well. Until next week, my friends, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita Chat Podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating, and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you. Woo!